Life. Welcome, everybody. Football is Life, episode 38. Uh, something, you know, something we haven't mentioned in a while. Um, welcome, everybody, back to the Evie-nominated Football is Life. Yeah, we, let's go. Evie-nominated. Yeah, we lost the Evie last year, but... We're coming for it this year. We're gonna win. Why do you bring that? Why did? Why do you bring that up, part? <laughs> because I need to bring up our our our, not revenge, but our like our reoccurrence, our redemption, and how we're gonna win the Evie this year. And we're coming for you, Evies. It's time. Yeah. Uh, you want to keep introducing? Yes. People, Ethan. Yeah. I just you know I just figured yeah. we should we should it's we were yeah. off for a week. We should give the show a little yeah. credit. I Happy think. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you guys cook for Thanksgiving? Do you guys contribute to the meal? Uh, no, I was watching the all, all the football. Uh, yes, I made stuffing. Oh, very nice, very nice. And, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So uh, you know, I'm Ethan. Of course, I'm here with Nat, who you've heard. Hello, everyone. And Matt, who you've also heard. I'm Matt. And we have a very special guest today, uh, Mr. Zach Bennett. If you'd like to introduce yourself love to. Hello, everyone. My name is Zach Bennett, um, and I am more than happy to join you guys today on the Football is Life podcast. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Who is and your team, Zach? My team, personally, um, I am a big Chelsea fan, um, but obviously, you know, the United Boo. States. I know, I know. Um, and then... While booing the United States. That, uh, you, no, I, I know, uh, you I know. You knew I'm what kidding. I was doing. <laughs> And then I'd no, have to say the second States. is have to be Netherlands right now for me. I'm really, I'm really looking uh, forward to see what they can do in the again, game against uh, us. But. Yeah, we is, should, is we Bennett, can do for that. Bennett, Bennett is a Dutch last name. It is actually it's Polish. So honestly, oh, I should be huh. rooting for the Polish. But yeah, eh, <laughs> you know, you pick and choose your battles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about like how did how did you get into how yeah, did you get into soccer, can. Zach? Um, so I played soccer since since I've been. Uh, in first grade, back in uh, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. So mm. um, from there, I played from travel and club to uh, doing it in school. Um, I was captain of my you know high school team uh, for four years. It was, which was really fun. Um, we made it to the farthest we made it to was semifinals in state championships, and then we got our butts whipped by the number ones. So uh, um, I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I miss a tackle, a uh, slide tackle in the last oh. few minutes, and then they scored, and that's how it ended up happening. So, yeah, yeah that you hate hurts. to see that. Yeah, you really hate to see it, yeah. but then, you know, it's part of the game. You got to win, you got to lose yeah. some. So, but it's good to kind of. I, I think I'm on the, the very much the vibe of it's a. Uh, I like watching it now more than I've, I've been playing it and stuff like that. So, you know, it's like it's like reminiscing on the past of what I've done. Yeah. <laughs> I think it gets. I'm gonna say something about aging, even though none of us are over the age of 21. Uh, but um, it, I definitely think it gets harder to play soccer as you get older. There are many more opportunities, I think, as a younger kid. Um, even just like ha just going out to like a park or yeah, something and exactly. just like finding people playing soccer and stuff like that. It's, yeah, people your age or something like that. Yeah, remember, yeah. Like I've been trying to go around Boston even, and sometimes it's just so hard because like I used to go to this one place uh, over on East Boston that was um, fielded right on the water, and it would mm. just be like, these like thirty year old guys right. just playing. There's really, like no yeah. one like late twenties or like twenty year olds. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny to see kind of how the 
the demographic. But these guys are super cool, and they're really good, to be honest with you. Uh, we were not that good. Yeah, can we just point out how, like, Emerson College completely lies about having a club soccer team? Yeah, or real. like They lie? Yeah, like, I have had many conversations with people who are like, yeah, because I was the same way. When I was deciding about where to go to college, like, one of the stuff that I did ask about was, hey, is there a club soccer team? Because there's one thing that I've missed uh, a lot uh, is getting to actually play on a real team. Just, like, just because I'm a competitive person, I want to just have the time to play. And they and so, like, I asked, hey, do you have club soccer teams? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we do have a club soccer team. And that is just a lie. We do <laughs> not have a club soccer team. The only teams we have are the teams that you like have to get recruited for the, right. the, the actual teams, yeah, the actual D3 teams. Um, and I've had many conversations with people about how they were told that and then uh, they get here and it's like yeah no the only club sports we have are, are frisbee and uh, quad ball uh, right. Quidditch. And you are you are on the frisbee team, and that that is why I'm on the frisbee team, and I love being on the frisbee team. But if there was a soccer team, I probably wouldn't be on the frisbee team. Ah, uh, okay. And I will say, Zach, I, I, I feel what you're feeling about your high school semifinal. I was, um, I was on my middle school's ultimate frisbee team, <laughs> and we made it to the to the city championships, and we lost. Yeah, and just, I've still never gotten you over, can't it. Get over it. You, you really, you really can't. can't. It's so painful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so um, so guys, is there is there something with football happening like right now in the world? Like, is is there something happening right now? I'm not sure. Like, has there been been something going on for like the past 13 days? Yeah, and that I, I'm not sure. It's, called, Either, the, it's called the World Cup. It's also called soccer. Let's get <laughs> let's get that let's get that what straight. Just it's called the foremost. soccer World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, Doritos, uh, Doritos has been hitting the that the football soccer debate like heavily during this entire tournament. Do you guys have any Dorito. thoughts on on that? Is that the Peyton Manning yeah, ad? Yeah, that ad. Yeah, oh, having right. Peyton Manning do it. Don't is you mean so like funny. everyone is pretty much it's everyone like is in Beckham, is in that yeah, is in yeah, that yeah. ad? Is it uh, isn't Brett Goldstein in that ad? I think he is. Yeah, for a second. Yeah, there's a lot of good. Megan uh, Rapinoe's in that. They yeah, got yeah. they got. Uh, like literally, who's not in that in in the world in that World Cup ad? I think there's well, uh, Dempsey's not in it, but then again, he's commentating. Yeah, Dempsey's things. Dempsey's <laughs> yeah. busy. We've been yeah, seeing exactly. a lot of Dempsey. A lot recently. of Dempsey, yeah. This is like every four years he comes out of his little hiding hole. Goes in the World <laughs> <Yeah>. Cup. <laughs> comes so, out of Lumen Field. Yeah, ready, yep. to, ready to show. To, has to go announce for the World Cup. <laughs> lets us know like if there's two more two more weeks of winter and stuff like yep. that. Yep, yeah. exactly. So at the end of this show, the group stage will be complete. Where right now, the final games are happening. We got Cameroon and Brazil happening. We got uh, we have the game. Is there any score we, in the Cameroon Brazil game? Uh no, it's still zero zero right now. Fifth. 51st minute right now. Switzerland um, just went up 3-2 against Serbia. That's yeah. crazy. I will say crazy I've game. never you're the first person Matt that I've ever seen actually using Fubo. Oh. Like <laughs> like I've never actually seen someone who actually uses Fubo. How is Fubo? Fubo is really nice. Shout out to my family for paying for that expensive oh. subscription. Nice. Uh, I'm just on the <laughs> the Emerson Xfinity on campus thing. So oh. thank thank you Emerson. Yeah. I've been going off of Peacock and like listening to the Spanish broadcast. Just yeah, really, like, yeah, it hits different. Me too. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm more embraced watched, with the game. Yeah. <laughs> Watching <laughs> soccer with British commentators 
or or uh, Spanish commentators is always better than watching it with American com- commentators. Agree. Yeah. Um, in general, I feel like the commentating hasn't been that bad uh, for like the for the American for, for the Fox coverage. The, it's been the people okay. Who have the English one. Yeah. Um. I mean, JP De La Camera, uh, and Kobe Jones are just absolutely <laughs> terrible. Uh, yeah. JP De La Camera knows literally nothing about soccer. That's true. I've talked a lot about. I've talked. I think I've talked about. Spoken him a lot about yeah. him on this he's show. Just, yeah. But like, like he is. He must be the example. He's like a example of like. Uh, of like he's gotten grandfathered into it feels like he's gotten mm. that into this because like if you go back to like highlights from like the World Cup in like nineteen ninety nine, like the like the person who calls that gay that uh women's World Cup final is JP. Uh wow. it's it's him. He's been doing the game for that long and he still knows nothing about soccer. Uh yeah. which is just very I, like come on baffling. Even, yeah. 22, like, <laughs> 22 years like ago. 25 years you like why does he still sound so so clueless when he's calling a game it's just does it's, he do another sport like primarily or is soccer really his main sport no he he only he really only does soccer he's uh he's oh. he's actually the he's the union's like main guy and then oh, he's like fox another sports union is l too. <laughs> yeah another yeah. philadelphia union l yeah, he's just he's just terrible. And but he's the number two guys, the number two one for the men's game. But then for the women's World Cup, he does all like the number one games. So like he covers oh. like the U.S. women's all, all their games that are on Fox. It's him on the call, and he just every time he's terrible. Yeah, I don't love him. I got to be honest. But I don't really love any of the American commentators. Like they're mm-hmm. they're all fine. It's like a lesser. Of, two evils kind of thing. It's like they're good, but they're not great. Yeah, yeah. Know? It's like, yeah. okay, Stu Holden instead of Alexi Lawless. Okay, that's better. Yeah, exactly. I guess. But, like, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, that's but not great. Like, yeah. <laughs> I actually am going to give a shout-out to Landon Donovan on his commentating. Mm. Just like we go back a couple weeks ago, I I said I had beef with Landon Donovan for retiring too early, and I still have beef for him <laughs> that. But he's actually – I actually think he's a good – he's probably the best color commentator that they have on their team because he actually says stuff that a lot of commentators are afraid to to say. Mm. He's sort of like his his style is like the Tony Romo of oh. uh of yeah, American, of American football, football where like he says stuff where that's why it's interesting cuz he says stuff that is usually like uh thought of like an area where you don't go to mm. um in it like t- like Tony Romo will say what the players are actually like feeling right. and they and like that's interesting and that's what Andy Donovan has been doing he also like uh just recently uh like like an example of this like uh he was doing the Costa Rica game and Kendall Waston uh who has been a, a center back who's been in MOS for a long yeah. time he played He's a he's a giant center back, oh, yeah. but they he's show like the lineup. Five. They show the FIFA lineup, and like he's playing right back. And then Donovan is just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's just like our, like our graphic is is messed up. Yeah, because he's not playing right back, and that's just something that like like uh like while we we know what the reason is, they don't say it. And he actually said that. So I appreciate yeah. that from Landon Donovan. And actually, he has been do- doing a good job. I still have never heard him commentate before. I've never heard him uh, call a game. He's been with, uh, he's been doing games with Ian Dark. I think I really? heard like one or two. Yeah. yeah. 
Speaking of though, uh, announcers like messing up kind of the lineups. I read this the other mm-hmm. day. So Morocco, fun fact, their goalkeeper um, in the first minute, like they decided right before they went out that he didn't want to go out and play. So they put yeah. in their second goalkeeper, mm. and the announcers didn't know until 38 minutes in. <laughs> that's so just to kind of put <laughs> oh, it in perspective no, on how much information is really relayed to them. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But I was like, oh. Like, they were calling, like, oh, he saved it, he saved it, and they're saying his name, and it's not even the right guy. That's that's (laughs) I was like, that's crazy. That's really embarrassing. Yeah, Yeah, that is pretty embarrassing. I wouldn't want that to happen. It makes a little bit of sense, though. They only allowed one goal, it looks like. Um, Mm. If I – or goals for – yeah, they allowed one goal this tournament, so. Yeah, oh, Morocco was, was. Yeah, he did a shutout. That yeah, Morocco were a yeah, surprise so for me. Yeah, they finished uh, top of their yeah. group. Did any of us have Morocco going through? I think Connor did. I Connor did, had right? Number four. Yeah, I had him. Uh, I had him at four have... too. I feel like Connor had them going through. Well, uh, I gotta say that group. I don't remember which number that is. That group. It's eight. Uh, F. Group F. Group F. Canada, Belgium, Morocco, Croatia. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna horn myself here. Okay. I put Canada first. Um, yeah, wait. You actually had Canada first. I had, I had Canada, Canada first. second. I had Canada I first. I thought that they were going to be really passionate. I had high I, hopes for them. Me too. I thought they're a young team. It's their first World Cup uh, for all of those players. that They're going to be pumped. Uh, and they're going to have just all the energy, and it didn't really pan out. But I will toot my own horn, um, and I did correctly predict Belgium at third. And I was proud of that. And Kevin De Bruyne himself backed up my prediction. Because on the show, uh, yeah, on the they're show, I was old. like, they're an aging team. And Kevin De Bruyne was like, old. yeah, we don't have it this year. Yeah, we're all he too said old. That, he literally <laughs> said that we're old yeah. when asked about it. Uh, yeah. I thought that was so, so funny. Just imagine yeah. being a Belgian fan. I really, I like it when players are that real. Like, I yeah. want them to be honest. Um but Same it's not what you coaches. want. Like it did your cause captain. a lot of discrepancy yeah. on the team. Although to be honest, I don't. Courtois and De Bruyne, I think, already don't like each other. Yeah, I don't know. Was, if, I think if some, you all know that. There was some their history. And then there was um, another striker midfield that there was some beef. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing about Belgium. Like, uh, I one thing that I think this really showed about Belgium is, like, people really, really overrate uh, how good of a coach Roberto Martinez is. This right. guy has been to. Uh, He's, I guess he wasn't the he wasn't the coach in 2014. But but no. since he's been the since he's been to the coach, he has won nothing. He yeah. has nothing to show for. He has been their to, coach since like 2015. I think. Yeah, I, feel I like think right he, after I that think he World was Cup, the coach was for the hired. for the Euros. And yeah. I was a little surprised he didn't they didn't let him go after the uh, 2018 World Cup. He did get fired already. Yeah. Um. After this, but he didn't win anything, and they didn't look good. They did not look good this tournament. They should have lost get to Canada. The oh, first yeah. game, I have no idea how Canada didn't score. Canada looked really good, especially the first half. And they got tired towards the second half. But in the first half, Canada could have scored like three, four goals. Like they they just were not they were not shooting. There were just tons of times where Canada was just dribbling right in right in the Trying Belgium box. The yep. And they just didn't take a shot. They should have won that game. There was one player off of Canada who really stood out to me. His name's Tejan Buchanan. Oh. And he's just yep. an incredible midfielder. And if you watch a lot of the, just the replays from anything that they did in this World Cup, him and obviously Alfonso Davies because, you know, yeah, just being him. But really those two players just stood out and really did. I feel like especially Tejan Buchanan did everything he could to just try to get, do something. But so, I honestly think it just 
it just wasn't yeah. their time and you know it just happens. They're two, a young team. They got signed. Two former yeah. MLS boys there. They got it. They're an exciting team. They they got um with the they're going to get to be one of the the co-hosts for the next World Cup. This is a team on the rise. They too clearly have good uh they have good emotion in the locker room. Uh, their coach is doing a good job to fire them up. Even uh, there was a lot of going into their game against Croatia. There was a lot of off the field mm-hmm. talk where he was saying that uh, they were going to f Croatia up. And then uh, after that, when Croatia got the victory, uh, one of the Croatia players pretty greatly said, "Like, yeah, I think we showed who who uh, who f two. Uh, in that game, so that was that was that was fun. Uh, a little embarrassing yeah. from the uh, Canada manager, um, but Canada like they played, they they played well. Like that, it if you look at it on paper, like it doesn't do them justice because they played better than than uh, than it shows because I, they they definitely could have beaten Belgium. I do want to give Canada a lot of credit for coming out here and playing with the style that they that they had all their success with in CONCACAF. Um, they still pressed and they still ran and they still worked hard. And they still honestly went forward in the attack. Um, it's just they, they weren't ready to get the results they needed, but they didn't abandon the style and, and sit back and try and get like 1-0 victories, counterattacking. They really, they really stuck to the style that worked for them and played with their identity regardless of if they were outmatched talent-wise. Um, not the results they wanted, but I think uh, it, Canada fans won't appreciate it in this way for a while, but I think it's not a it's not a bad World Cup for Canada. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another thing that I've noticed since Canada's been out, um, I was reading a lot of stuff, a lot of media from Canada's been taking a lot at Alfonso Davies just mm. because of everything that, like, he... That's you know, not he's, fair. He's, he's, yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, to him. He's just the face of the team. I mean, we've he seen. He can't do anything. He exactly. can't do everything. Yeah, and exactly. He was doing everything. He does, exactly. he does a lot already. Like, uh, especially in the last, uh, in the game against Croatia, when like because Canada was eliminated after the second game, and that was that was tough. Like that they had nothing. That they didn't even have a shot for yeah, this final game, game because if they also if they get just if they even get a point and they then they're going to be more fired up for the for the final game. Um, against yeah. Morocco, so that's uh, that. So the fact that they already were eliminated there, like I think they could have, they could have put up more of a fight against Morocco, but because they were already out, they they didn't really show up. But in the Croatia game, like the only good attacks, uh, the only thing that they had moving forward was Alfonso Davies when he was on play. the ball, yeah. and he was it was it was the first play. He was the one who scores the goal, quickest first, goal ever, yeah. their first ever goal for Canada in a World Cup, mm-hmm. uh, and I was very happy for him. That's a beautiful Me goal. Too. But then, like late in the game, when they're when they were losing and they're looking for goals, uh, like he was the only spark. And in general, like uh, like for, we're talking attackers, like Jonathan David. Like he was, he had a very good qualifying. Same thing with Kyle Laren. Kyle Laren won the gold. He won the golden boot in World Cup qualifying. Um, but neither neither David or Laren did anything moving forward. Um, yeah. Both of them were just yeah, just not offering the team anything. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you can't, if you're not gonna create goals going opportunities, then you're gonna struggle uh, in the World Cup. Yeah, and you actually. 
This kind of reminds me of something that I want to say about the World Cup in general and international competitions. Um, it's just like really the the importance of money and how money and resources influence uh, tournaments like this. Because um, I was watching uh, the Germany-Costa Rica game uh, yesterday afternoon, um, and I honestly thought that Costa Rica were somewhat of a better, were somewhat of the better team for a good stretch of time there. They were leading Germany. Um, then it got to a certain point in the game where um, I believe it was tied up and Costa Rica just looked entirely winded. They were all, they were out of the game physically. They did not have the energy. Uh, meanwhile, Germany were there, you know, hitting forward. I think the, the goal that where Germany took the what, lead. What what uh, what minute are you trying to describe here? Because thirty minutes to go in with thirty minutes left in the game, Costa Rica was moving on. Like, they were going to yeah, do... Yeah. They were doing the, imperso- the impossible, yeah. and they were about to move out of the group of death for the second time in eight years. Yes. Well, I was, well I'm, I'm describing after Germany equalized to make it 2-2. Okay. Um, you could see it on the on the goal, the Kai Havertz's uh, second goal to put Germany up 3-2. He beats his defender simply because the defenders are so tired and he just couldn't keep up. He wasn't there. The marking was poor. And I think it just goes to show um, as to why we always sort of see the same teams moving forward. Because even though Germany played poorly, in my opinion, and uh, so poorly this whole tournament that they aren't going forward for the first time in two years after winning a World Cup eight years ago... um, it's just that it's always the teams with the more resources that you always see going forward because they have the ability to use their resources for uh, um, conditioning, coaching, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I just think it's evident. And it's really just kind of a shame because with a team like Costa Rica, who I think was uh, playing better than Germany and seemingly more passionately than Germany, and it's not about coaching because I don't know what is going on? I don't know what went on with Hansi Flick this year. Um, I feel like I, Germany wildly underperformed, um, yet they still won that game 4-2. And I think at the end of the day, it really just came down to a question of um, of resources and training. I and think it is like partially about, uh, about coaching because, like, Canada did not make the correct moves late in the game um, to defend uh, uh when they do have the lead, uh, they they the goals that they give up were not were. Uh, yes, uh, Germany has a lot more talent. They have a lot more people to choose. They have a lot. Their players are higher qual higher quality than Costa Rica, but uh, Costa Rica um, d- definitely could they they have the quality where they could have moved on. So it, yeah. it it's very unfortunate that they could that they weren't able to get it done um from that group. Speaking of poor subs, uh Uruguay earlier today oh. took off their best attackers um when they probably needed it most and they might or that that very well could have been the reason that they don't go through. Mm. Um did did it seem did that seem like a bad decision to anyone else when it happened or It has to be. It has to be a bad decision because uh, you're it's two zero and if they get in forty five minutes they couldn't score just once. Um, at the end of the game, um, absolutely uh, terrible sights from the um, Uruguay oh, yeah. 
um, from the Uruguay team um, really chasing the referee into the tunnel, <laughs> showing yeah. some yellow cards. Just absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. Like, you lost... Um, the penalty that they were complaining about, that's not a penalty. That's never going to be a penalty. Um, well, actually, had, I mean, sometimes it might be a penalty, yeah. but Cavani <laughs> dove. Cavani completely dove. That's the right uh, – that was a g- good call by the referee to not award yeah. it. Um, so, Uruguay, you had 45 minutes. You are a better team than Ghana. You should have uh, found a way to score. Um, that being said, the fact that Luis Suarez was taken off and didn't get to play the last 30 minutes uh, is huge because they didn't really have a good chance. Yeah. Um, He's not my favorite player of all time. I have to agree with that. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, even just because this is probably his last World Cup, okay. you should let him finish now, the now game. Now he's coming to see it. Now yeah, he's going to come to Seattle I mean, I get, it, I get it. You want, he's like, not, fresh legs. He's not coming going to see it. He's going to come to Seattle. <laughs> now he's mad. He's hungry that he got eliminated in he's the group stage. He's mad because he has to go to Seattle now if he's, he's gonna, going to now Seattle. Now he's going to come win not. the MLS Cup. Gonna come lose the MLS. He's gonna Cup come. And miss the he's gonna. Pay, he's gonna. He's going to pull bail and score in the last <laughs> minute of extra time, and An then we're gonna goal. win again. All right, I'm sorry, but, but okay. that's not gonna happen. It's no way. <laughs> I'll say though. So looking into dark horses, I feel like everyone mm. for this World Cup really looked at Denmark as the number one dark horse on who's gonna come through these World Cup groups and really change the game. But honestly, in my opinion. Dark Horse, Japan. All right, Japan has uh, come out, and they have played the best counterattacking football that I have seen in a minute. From changing their formations at halftime, because they've done that in twice in both games that they've won. Mm. They lost against Costa Rica, which, don't get me wrong, was a tough game. Happens. But winning against the powerhouse of Germany and Spain in group stage is absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah that's huge. Yeah, suddenly... Um Suddenly losing the, when the U.S. lost to Japan in September, that's not looking so bad now. No, it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> um, the goals that Japan has scored to get them to this stage, they scored some insane goals. Uh, the first, the the goal that Japan scored to win the game against Germany. Yes, yeah, so the one where it came right yeah, over. Yeah, uh, oh. I mean, Neuer should have done better. Uh, mm. He gets bought, he got beat near post, but still. Yeah. Uh, they roof this uh, yeah. uh, near post. Um, that is an incredible finish. Um, the goal that also had Japan beat Spain mm-hmm. um, from outside of the box, that's an insane goal. Yeah, the um, one that was very controversial on the line and everything. That's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's okay. A, yeah, let's talk about that a personally, little. Personally, yeah, oh, yeah. I am, I'm very much for it. it is in. Just due to the fact that it, the the part of uh, the angles might look weird, but if you're looking at it, the down angle down on the ball, I don't think it crosses the line. However, I can see how some German fans can say that it does cross <laughs> the line. This is if I, I was in their shoes, I would say the same. This thing, is, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> I think we're now now we can move we we should move into like some of the the big what have been the bigger storylines of the World Cup, and this is this is one of them. Mm-hmm. This really is exposing this play exposes. People uh, about who's who are true soccer fans and who know nothing because, like, the people who say that this goal is wrong and that it should not count know nothing about soccer. This ball clearly is still in bounds. Uh, when you look, uh, it's 
bulge are spheres, not cubes. Not cubes. It's not touching the line. It doesn't have Spherical. to actually be touching the line for it to not be in for not to be in bounds. And all the people online who are like, this is a this should not count. That went out of bounds. You're wrong and you know nothing about soccer. I love how extreme that dichotomy is because this ball is in by a couple blades of grass. <laughs> like it's really it, I mean it's like as close as the ball could be and you see green and if I'm German and I'm a German fan I'm frustrated with it oh but yeah the ball is right obviously yeah I this agree. is why we have VAR and this is mm-hmm. this is a great call and they originally and it was because of VAR because they did originally on the field yeah, it was yeah. called out mm-hmm. and VAR has uh, been weird this tournament yes, but <laughs> but it, that was a good call good usage so what do we think of VAR in this tournament this is the first tournament that now the the balls have like a specific right. um uh have, they have like to charge they the have, balls yeah they have offside technology <laughs> yeah. so they yeah the, the pictures of them charging the balls i think are the funniest it's like yeah. an iphone charging yeah. plug yeah. like a yeah. sphere yeah, it's, the, it's plugging crazy. it into plugging the ball into a USB C. Like yeah. that's what uh, I would have to take. say. I mean, if you're looking at like offsides technology, I think it's helped. However, hey, anytime I and like it's it's very clear. Like this way, there's no one, no one's gonna no one argue can, yeah, about it. No one's gonna argue calls. with it. I get that. I just sometimes I feel like obviously some of these penalty decisions really comes down to the ref on the field, mm. and you know, yeah, yeah. like that's how it's gonna be. You know, at the end of the day in that situation some of them obviously you you might can argue that they flopped in the situation like that however some of these penalty calls and VAR you know setbacks and stuff like that I've definitely understood why they've done it and why they've taken a moment I remember there was a game we were watching at our place that we were like they're gonna review that like really (laughs) I think I think when they go to review they just have to net we just have to not show the replay ever in slow mo because still you gotta mm. remember it's it should always be in real time because slow mo always makes stuff look worse. Um, and then true. also um, sometimes like I I for offsides I like the offsides thing but then like if we're really breaking out like the ruler or the magnifying glass to see if someone's offsides, um, like like why are we calling that? Like if it's like. You should be able to tell if someone's offsides or not just with the naked eye. So, like, when we, you introduce, like, rulers into it, like, that seems yeah, a little a much. Pinky finger off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, like, it's like a pixel, like what we've right. seen in the Premier League this year. So yes, this has felt it's... a lot like the Premier League, but it's like, I like, like, I do like this because with this, it feels like if there's, like, there's never, with this system, there's never going to be a wrong offsides call. I agree with that, right. and it, it doesn't mess up. Like, like it, it's, it is annoying how, like, yes, exactly, how it comes down to inches. But like, in the end of the day, it's correct, and it is better if they're if the call is correct. The thing that's annoyed me is that I feel like there's been a lack of the referee going to check, uh, the monitors the for monitor. these calls. But they've just been trusting um, them. Well, yeah, which is kind of weird because you never. I feel like you never see that in the MLS. In my experience, they rarely ever trust the linesman, uh, not the linesman, but the VAR booth. Uh, that completely, um, and there are some calls like uh, like Tim Weah's disallowed goal against Iran. I I really wanted that to be to be of to for the referee to go check that because I thought that was center? really close. I think they would say I think like I like I understand and like I do think the referee yeah. should go over more often for things like offsides though. Like it should like 
when the referee does go over there, like it's either yes or no. Like it's not like it's a judgment call. And right. like I've said, I've talked about this many times that it takes way too long when they go over to look at it. So if it's something like offsides, it's either yes or no. So if the referee, if the VAR can just say yes, it is offsides, or no, it's an onsides, I don't have a problem with them not going over to to check the call because it's just a yes or no question. It's not a judgment call like it is for fouls. Um, yeah, so that's that's tough. Uh, another referee thing that we've been seeing in this tournament is about stoppage time. The amount of stoppage time <laughs> say, at yeah, this yeah. tournament has been insane. In on the second day, the in the England Iran game, the first half had 14 minutes of stoppage time, and there was <laughs> there was a long injury to the Iran to the uh, Iranian uh, goalkeeper. Um, but still, there was 14 minutes in that, and then. Uh, while England was winning six to one, there were ten minutes adding on. What do you guys think of the stoppage time? I mean, FIFA has said they want the games to be played to their entirety. Um, what do we think about all this stoppage time? Uh, the way I see it, I okay. First and foremost, I actually like it. I think they should play ninety minutes of soccer, yeah. and I'm always down to watch more soccer. But if you're going to count every second that ticks off the clock and add it to the end, then you're you're stopping the clock, and then you're just at it like you could you could play 90 minutes and if the ball's not in play you can stop the clock is what they're basically doing by by adding up every individual second mm. um and i know that that'd be like visually weird but i actually wouldn't mind that either just to disincentivize time wasting or flopping for time purposes or anything like that and also to allow everybody to understand how much time is left in the game before the referee um actually puts that number up there yeah, this is actually something that I flipped that I flipped on. I I like that the clock counts up in soccer instead of down. I think that should stay. But yeah. recently I have uh changed my mind on the fact that I actually do think that soccer should change to uh the the game ends when the clock gets to gets to 90. Um, and that maybe or or they add or or if it's not 90 like there you do have stoppage time. The referee says I'm adding six, four minutes. But then after those four minutes, the game ends. And, like, because it is weird how the referee can just decide when to end the game. <laughs> a, a great example of that is today. So in the, the Uruguay game versus Ghana, then the other side of that was the South Korea versus Portugal. Mm. South Korea was waiting for six, seven minutes till the other game was over because they thought it was over, but the uh, the ref just kept adding, like, a minute or two on right. the time. And I mean, I, I I definitely agree that once it's uh, once you get a number, that's how it is in the Premier League. Once we get a number, we can't add any more to that number. Yeah, and like then that's, and that's, like I think the, that's how it like should be. If there's a stoppage in the time, if there's an injury from that, then I've, then I you feel can like, say, yes. okay, we're adding one more minute. But it the game shouldn't just continue to go. I feel like like, like, just like, like it should like it. and honestly, like it makes for good TV. We see in college soccer, which is how it, how the NCAA because this is how the NCAA does their rules. Uh, how it works is when when it gets to the ninety minutes, um, the game ends. The game just ends at that time. Um, I think like and you lead to some incredible goals where people score with like one second on the clock. Um, that happens. So the uh, so like we get like this could lead to some incredible 
I don't, moment. I don't think I can support that. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think I back the, um, yeah, it, like shot clock kind of thing. But I do think that, um, something with the way that soccer's timed should be closer to how they're doing it in this World Cup, because I think there was data coming out that they were playing 55 minutes of soccer in a 90 minute game, um, mm. where the ball was actually like in play, um, and that's like not how the game was meant to be played. Yeah. So. I would be fine with a stopped clock. I'm fine with the way they're doing it now, adding all the time back that the ball's out of play. Um, I think this is actually an improvement, even though it's weird and feels different than how we've seen soccer. In the past. I, I do think that people are going to... Uh, they they just also... This comes down to they need to punish time-wasting more, but then also, like, if you change it, like, I do think time-wasting will get out of the game. It will... It will yeah. decrease in the game if if the game ended at ninety minutes or after the four minutes of stoppage time because if because if people know that there's never going to be added on time to combat time wasting or substitutions or injuries then like people the players are going to have wouldn't you waste their, time more then their tolerance though the the people on the other side are gonna if your <laughs> team's losing. Uh, you're going to be so much more frustrated about time wasting, which will make it then, like, like I think it would like, it could raise emotions higher and you got to make sure you control your emotions and you don't do something stupid and get yourself sent off. But the referees got to know that if they're, they got to allow, they can't let players get to that level and they have to just immediately understand that there's more emotions and then punish people for time wasting more often. It all comes down to people people gotta get punished more for time wasting. That and I also think really comes down to the refs in yeah. general. I mean you gotta see a lot of these these refs, I mean, these are the world's best refs that yeah. we have. And I mean you've looked at I mean I think I mean, right before this happened we Ismail Alpha is there. With, but. Yeah, Ismail <laughs> Alpha Ismail Alpha an MOS referee. No, I mean he's fine. He's, yeah, there's he's a few, trust yeah. me. There's a few. I think Anthony Taylor from Prem's still in this and I'm like, this <laughs> yeah. one, why? <laughs> he was on the game he was on the Germany game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh this guy, bro. <laughs> yeah. But like uh, with the the refs, I mean, while we're talking, I mean, you got the the first FIFA World Cup game hosts are refed by three women referees. That yeah, happened yesterday. yeah, that was huge. So that was huge. Yeah, and great. in general, I think the refereeing, uh, I think the refereeing in this tournament has been really good. Been there decent, hasn't yeah. been there hasn't been a a, a, a huge moment. controversial yeah, call. Has anybody gotten a red card? Yes. Yes. There uh, have Wales, been red cards. Wales got a red card. Oh, okay. And I think yeah. one other team. But Wales, I think, um, is just a really crappy yeah. tackle. Uh, <laughs> right, right, let's talk right. about yeah. For other, let's talk about the U.S. Can I can I make yeah, one can, more point yeah. about time okay. wasting? Yes, yeah. I actually think with the way that um, stoppage time is being implemented in this World Cup, I think that actually encourages less time wasting because you know that it won't matter yeah. and that the time could just be added on at near the end of the game. It's true. So, and I think with 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 a, with a fixed clock. I think if a team's winning, they're more likely to just hold on to the ball because if the other team doesn't get the ball and then the clock just ends right at 90 minutes, then that's it. That's the game. They don't it, have to play the game. It is better than feeling like there wasn't enough stoppage time added on to combat time-wasting because time-wasting is not actually a thing that's part of the rules for something that you add substitutions for. You're only supposed to add stoppage time for substitutions and injuries. It mm. does it. Time wasting is not supposed to be a part of that. Um, okay, moving on. Let's talk about the U.S. The U.S. Um, 
Matt, did you have the U.S. Uh, moving? Matt, Rwandas, did you have the Matt the the U.S. moving on in this group? Did you pick them in the end? So I predicted um, Group B to be England, USA, and then Wales and Okay, Iran so you did now. have the Yeah, it US. was Connor had USA dead last in, yeah, the, yeah. in this group. I think, he had, I think he had Wales moving on. He's got to have faith. No. I think he had Wales in his second spot. And Wales, they looked absolutely terrible at this oh, tournament. Oh, yeah, like they so, did so literally old and just, li- yeah. Did literally nothing. The, the, only goal, the only goal comes from the penalty mark, and it's... Gareth wow. Bale, and it's not them. And it's all yeah. Walker it's, yeah, Zimmerman's fault. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would like to say that England got thoroughly soccered um, <laughs> on everything but the scoreboard. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I, I'd consider it a 0 0 win. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about the U.S. Like, okay, for starting lineups, I, I actually think Burhalter has killed it. I don't think he's where he's where he's uh, he's killed it to like the level that he can kill yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where where he <laughs> at the end is, of the day he's still Burhalter. He's been struggling with he's been struggling with substitutions. Oh my god! Um, which has been which has been rough. Yeah. But for the lineups, like I will say, and one of the things that's super frustrating about Burhalter is it feels like. It it feels like okay. How are you just now getting the lineups right? <laughs> right. Like it's like it he feels like were you tro- like if you understand that this is the lineup the U.S. should be playing, um, and why I say should be playing is that the fact that Jesus Ferrer hasn't played yet, and like that makes complete sense. Jesus Ferrer is not good. Um, <laughs> the fact that like it's like if you understand that this is that these are our best players who should be on the field why weren't you doing it before and it's like are you just yeah. throwing are you just like trying to get the US fans mad by not playing the people who you know we want to play and who will help us win so that is very frustrating but I have been happy with the lineups I think we- Wea has looked absolutely phenomenal um, Adams has looked absolutely phenomenal he has looked so so good yeah. he has been literally everywhere um, not 50 just year old Tim Ream also. Yes, Tim Reams. <laughs> Tim Ream has looked great. Yeah. Um, he has. What a wonderful decision to get him you. in the squad that was. <laughs> I was. I will say. I was. I was scared when Cameron Carter Vickers started in place of Zimmerman. Yes. He yeah, played I was a so much. Worried, he played yeah. a lot better than Zimmerman. That's not true. But no, we won't go into no, that. No, he did. He played. He played. Let's in, talk about Walker. He played incredible against Iran. <laughs> Zimmerman didn't. Zimmerman was the worst player on the field against England, and the, I, the U.S. the U.S. played. Actually, I'm going to take that back. I think it was Sergino Dest because Sergino Dest mm-hmm. played even less defense. Like Sergino Dest, <laughs> he is just an attacker. He's not Trent a defender. Yeah. yeah, he mm. would every time that that England had the ball, they were they were just running straight at him, and he was just backpedaling, 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 not defending. Looked terrible. It wasn't until Tyler Adams came in to help him that they that they were sliding that they were able to stop because Tyler Adams has been amazing. Zimmerman in the Angden game twice, two terrible giveaways almost cost almost cost the U.S. the entire game. Biggest weakness is Zimmerman also going goes to ground against Wales. There is no reason at all to make this tackle. Bale is going away from goal. He's not going to have a shot. There is no reason for Zimmerman to do it. Gives okay, them a penalty. Okay, 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 how you okay, really okay, okay. Let's let's be fair here. <laughs> Zimmerman was the worst player on the field in the England game, but he defended very well. His distribution was bad. 
And in the in the Wales game, he played 89 minutes spectacularly, spectacularly, and made a silly challenge. When he came in to the final game against Iran, he was the best player on the field every second that he was on it. Um, Zimmerman has had no, a no. <laughs> Tyler Adams, you, again, oh, okay. you, Tyler can't, Adams, you sure. can't say that. Like, like you can say yes. When when Zimmerman came in, he it's did better have, than Shaq Moore. The best he has played. Shaq Moore was bad. Anything's anything's better <laughs> the, than Shaq. Moore. The best he 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 played was definitely in the Iran game. In the Iran game, um, sorry, Iran yeah. Iran commentator. Um, the reporters are yeah. after you, bro. Yeah. Um, uh, he that was his best time in in that game, but he did not. But he like he gave the ball yeah. multiple times away in the Anglin game, and similar to Shaq Moore, not a good showing from Nashville. Like I, okay, that is okay. <laughs> not a good showing from Nashville in the Ang- Anglin game. This is all like they were not like the standouts of the team. They were unless you consider standout because bad. But mm. it wasn't like you're making it sound like these two were like complete liabilities on the field. Walker was out there for 90 minutes and kept Harry Kane, one of the better strikers of all time, from scoring. He had a great deflection, which saves a goal, which might be the difference in that, that game, true. by the that, way. That was a big... Yeah, that was I, a agree, big I agree. I'm agreeing with you, Matt. I'm with you on that. And, and I'm, not, I'm not here saying that he's the best player on the team, but I think, I think right now we're over-hating on him. Uh, who gave, I agree. Who, I agree. Um, <laughs> what, who was the person who gave away the free kick that... That Harry Kane somehow missed at some somehow Harry Kane missed a it was misses. Eunice Musa I believe yeah Musa but it, it was no. it was Walker's distribution that was bad no on the on the one that led to the the free kick the free kick at the end of the game where Harry Kane put a header over the bar oh yeah he was, oh, wide, was just wide he was yeah. wide open I don't remember who that was the person who took down was... the person who took down uh England um to give that free kick that was more. There oh, was oh, no oh, oh, reason oh, okay. to make that tackle. Yeah, no more. Yeah. More played poorly, but it does feel like you're just coming after Nashville right now. I like, think there <laughs> were like Vic, Carter Vickers did not play incredibly. I feel like saying he, he played, played. He played so much better than Zimmerman. <laughs> I Zimmerman, my, I was very. I I think I think Zimmerman is a better player than Carter Vickers, but Carter Vickers played better than he did in in his game. In Carter his Vickers' game. distribution was equally as shaky as Zimmerman's. I would agree with that. I, I don't remember. I don't have a. Me- I, I can still remember. I don't think how either of them are very special yeah. in their passing. I really think one thing that U.S. really should have brought on, especially in. going in. You got this Netherlands game coming up. Okay, Netherlands. Netherlands play very much off of pushing up from their back line, making set pieces. They don't have a striker that's their number one guy. Depay, no offense, he sucks. But you know, <laughs> Gapo. He's doing good, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's a lot off of set pieces. So you see Zimmerman, you got Tim Ream in there. You really need those two, or even uh, 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 Ake, uh, sorry, what's his name? Carter Vickers. Yeah, Carter Vickers. If he, uh, you know, any one of them, they really need to start watching these set pieces. And they did when they when we were facing England. They had uh, the headers down. They yeah. had all that stuff down. But really, that's what's going to matter this game because this this Netherlands team is based off of. Getting that ball, crossing it into the box, taking long shots out. So on top of that, um, we also need Reina. To yeah, come you in. need Gio Reina oh. to get in, no, get I mean, on the Gio, field. Reina's in jail what, whatever, right now. I don't know what's whatever going on. Whatever the with him. beef is with Burhalter, like they got to stop acting like children Greg and Beef-Halter. play Reina. Yeah. Uh, Sergeant has been. Mm-hmm. 
fine, but he's the one. Yeah, but he's the one who should get benched. He should. He's the one who should get benched. Um, for Reyna, I say for this Netherlands game, we bring in Reyna and we put Wea up top because Wea has been incredible. We can't, Let's talk I about this. It. Let's talk about the goal that Wea scored. Actually, both goal. we goal. both goals, both goals, huge goals. Christian Pulisic, the fact that he scores the goal against Iran, yeah. huge. He is huge ba- he moment is back for him. T- uh, tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, and he and he's going to be back. He gets in. He gets injured. Puts it all on the on the line. Um, puts it all on the line. But. Uh, yeah, that was a huge yeah. goal for him, and it's great that we're gonna have him yeah, back. Yeah, I think a huge, a huge person that's gonna make or break the Netherlands game is also Matt Turner. I was say like yeah. Matt Turner is Matt Turner needs to have the a a, a great. Game. He's been having he's been, he's been games. having great he's been games. Having he's been games. doing great, and I really think if from these shots that I can see Netherlands taking from these these set pieces, I think he'll be fine. But you really got to keep him out of that 18 because once they get in that 18, like, you see what happened with uh, Gareth Bale. You know, he's going to get that yeah, ball yeah. right in front of that. Or uh, um, Harry Kane, get that ball right in front of that. If that happens with Netherlands, I'm sure they'll, they'll finalize yeah. on it. And... Oh, let's go. We have Cameroon just scored a huge goal against Brazil uh, in stoppage time. Mm. Uh, wait, what's the score of the other game? Switzerland is, is Switzerland is winning. I was delayed, so you uh, spoiled it for me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, what, yeah, no. is a, a, a huge goal, but uh, it doesn't matter right now if Switzerland yeah. if Switzerland won. But but uh, Cameroon is now leading Brazil. Uh, Got to be happy for Nuhu. Um, mm. New who has been having a great uh, new. Okay, first goal, first game <laughs> I get for for uh, for Cameroon against Switzerland. Uh, new who was a little was lacking a little on defense, but he's been playing. Uh, he started You're all three games. Much more forgiving to New who than you are to Zimmerman. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, th- I think there's, I some, there's some bias yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, my my two I, I, cents. Yeah, I, 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 I admitted that that he made a mistake on that, but he's <laughs> been playing. But yeah. he he has made up. For, it's true. for that. Oh, is yeah. it actually is the Cameroon guy the Cameroon guy just got a red card yeah, for, oh, no. for taking off his shirt. He took off his shirt. And he was already on a yellow card. That's embarrassing. You can't do that. Um, um I forgot yeah. to say while we were talking about um we forgot to mention the striker, Haji Wright, gentlemen. Mm. What are your thoughts on Haji Wright? Weak. I don't blame has, him. He hasn't been I don't blame much. him. It's Greg. Greg has something against strikers. He does not understand them, can't coach them. Uh, yeah, he's I think just he has potential. He just hasn't really had any chances. Yeah, he, I think he's um, fast. He's yeah, a fast player. He's yeah. strong. So I think um, compared to the, Jesus Ferreira, I the thing that I've been thinking about the most with this USA team is I watch them play and I think we're gonna be really good in 2026. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree <laughs> fully. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like because, this, the biggest problem right now is just the decision making. I think because all the players are not much older than we are. They're all so they're all so young. Yeah, youngest Musa yeah. is youngest younger team. than us. And by the way, I, th- he's well, I, think, really I think I'm good the same age as him actually. But yeah, he, he's 19. Right? He, well, he just, he turned, just 20. turned 20 during oh, okay. the uh, oh, he's Iran older than game. I am now. But I turned 20 in a couple weeks. Does Switzerland? Will Switzerland win the group? If this game ends, I think do still they come Brazil. In, do they come in first place? No, I think still? they'll lose on gold. Brazil will still win the group. Okay. Um. Okay, so we're we're about to run out of time. So just like we're, let's run through any other, uh, any other quick stats that you guys want to that you guys want to bring oh. up. Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> I love I, that. Can I do a quick beef? One of the one of the um worst injury, one of the most gruesome injuries that you'll ever see, um, in the Argentina Saudi Arabia oh, game. Don't that. don't look. Th- honestly, don't look that oh, up. I it's that. it's a. Uh, 
it's like the goalkeeper he literally thinks he's his like player. He right need he need the player in the Ooh. face, and I think the goalkeeper. I think he fractured his jaw or something. Yeah, no, yeah, he did. He had to be. Wow. He got. He had to be like airlifted to Germany or something oh after that. Oh my god! That. Wow. Um, but like he was like, I think the keeper, because like Argentina keeps playing after that happened, and I think the Saudi Arabia player like might have thought that he killed him. Oh, like he was like wow. Like it's it's wild, but he he is okay now. Oh, but that's uh, good. Uh, yes, that made me very happy to see Saudi Arabia yeah. beat uh, uh, beat uh, Argentina. Um, any other story? Any other stories? A U.S. I, I, this like isn't US really a, a story. I just want to share a quick beef I have with the Portugal squad. They've got to be like the most boring team to watch. Yo, My for God, real though. <laughs> I don't know how why they haven't got Ronaldo's a new coach so soon. Old. I don't know what He's it is. So they have the most selfish offense I have ever seen. I can't stand watching them. Bruno Fernandez, Yao Felix, Ronaldo, they're all so selfish. They don't pass, and they don't score as many goals as they should because they're always looking to take the shot. They're always looking for themselves. Bruno Fernandez every now and then will pass because he'll remember that he's a midfielder and he needs to. But he uh, literally and should... scored the other day, <laughs> like on mistake. Yeah, and they should be starting Rafael Leal. That's all I have to say. Fully agree. All right, that will do it for this episode of Football's Life. Zach, thank you so much Let's for coming thank on for the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming, Zach. Great times. Yeah, thank great. you, guys. Uh, Welcome groups, back anytime. Group stage about to wrap up here. We'll be checking out the knockout stage. We'll be back next week with Connor Donovan again to recap everything that's happened in nice. the knockout stage, including the U.S. versus Netherlands. Remember, 10 a.m. tomorrow. Make sure you're watching that game. Some of... Uh, this crew will be at High Street Place watching it. Hopefully, yeah, there's going to be a good. Fan, loyal fans want to come do yeah. a meet and greet. Yeah, at come to, come say hi to Football's Life. <laughs> uh, you're listening to WECB, yeah. the Underground Sound of Emerson College. Remember to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at WECB Football on Twitter and Football's Life WECB on uh, Instagram. Uh, check us out. Send us questions. Football's Life net. And uh, that will do it. Until next time, football, football is live.